Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From Autosport.com and Autosport Magazine, I'm Martin Lee, and this is the Autosport Podcast. Every Formula One driver has to fight for their place on the grid, and you've only got to look across the Formula Two paddock to see 22 drivers all wanting to put you on the unemployment line. Hey, for example, take the next F2 race at Yas Marina in November. Last year's Formula Two races were won by Joe Guan Yu and Oscar Piastri. Those are two names that have displaced legends like Kimi Raikkonen and Daniel Ricciardo from Formula One, from their Alfa Romeo and McLaren seats respectively. With a 14-round, 28-race season following F1 around the world, F2 is the perfect chance to see legends on their way up, just as GP2 was before, and to a lesser extent, I guess, the predecessor Formula 3000. Well, today, I want to ask how the 2022 season was dominated, who won it, if this is the ultimate open-wheeled spec series, and what happens next after you win Formula 2. Let's get up to speed with also sports. Megan White. Megan, welcome back to the podcast. Hello, Martin. So what's the weekend race format in 2022 and where has F2 been supporting F1? Yeah, so last year was a bit of an experiment for F2 and F3 where there were kind of two reverse grid races and then a feature race. So there were three races over a weekend. Uh, but the the format has reverted as F3 has to the previous uh, format. The points allocation is the same as F3. If you haven't listened to the F3 podcast 
you might want to go back and do so. Uh, but the top eight score in the sprint race. Uh, the winner takes 10 points and it goes down from there. Um, and it's the same points allocation as F3 and F1 on a Sunday, which is that it's 25 points for the winner and uh, 18 for second. And then it goes down from there. What about the tools available in Formula 2? How close is it to an F1 car? Probably helpful to give an example. So if you look at Monza for lap times, um, for comparison, um, Alexander Smolia's F3 pole time Monza was 1 minute 37.559 seconds. Jack Dewan's F2 pole time was a 1 minute 31.641. So about just under six seconds quicker. Um, and Charles Leclerc's F1 pole time was a 1 minute 20.161. So it fits, F2 fits in that gap between the F3 time and the F1 time. So as you move up the single-seater feeder series pyramid, the cars get a bit quicker. So you're looking, yeah, about 131 around Monza for, for F2 if you're, if you're looking for pole position. So um, it's about still about 10 seconds slower around Monza a lap than F1, but they're still pr- pr- pretty rapid. And of course, they sound different as well because they haven't got the Formula One hybrid technology, which does kind of mute the raspiness of Formula One a little bit. But you've been trackside for us in uh, Formula Two this year, so they do sound, um, I don't know, a little more like a traditional combustion engine. They're they're throaty, is the word I would describe it. it. They've got a real... They've got a real retro oomph to them. Like I think a lot of a lot of people um, with F1, people have complained. Whether I agree with this or not is not the point. People have complained about the sound of modern F1 cars, but F2 and F3 cars have got that real V6 like. So they uh, they sound pretty good. It's and and they smell pretty good as well. <laughs> And, and so just set the table for us a little bit coming into the 2022 season. It's weird that we're reviewing it and it's not over, but it's not weird because we do have a driver's champion. Um, who are the big teams coming into this year? Who were the champions coming into this year? And if you can cast your mind back to Bahrain, it was a while ago now, um, who were the ones that we were talking about, the ones to watch? Prima have long been the top team in F2. Um, they won the, the modern uh, the modern iteration uh, of F2 started in uh, 2017, um, and Prima have always been you know at the front of that. So they won the drivers' title with Charles Leclerc in 2017. You may be familiar with his work. They then did the double in 2020 and 2021 with Mick Schumacher and Oscar Piastri. The names tell you everything you need to know about why you should be watching this series. The F2 drivers of today are the F1 drivers of tomorrow. Nick DeVries won in 2019, driving for ART, uh, but Dams won the team title uh, with Sergio Sete Camera and Nicholas Latifi. So Prema generally have, have been really strong in F2 and in F3. Um, coming into this year, it kind of looked like Teo Porcher, um, Sauber driver, driving for ART and F2. He became the series' youngest ever winner last year in his rookie season. So he's coming into his second year in the series. It was kind of Teo Porcher's championship in many ways. It was just sort of expected that that Teo was going to be the one to watch this year. Drivers who've been in the series a bit longer, like, you know, the likes of Liam Lawson, Marcus Armstrong, Yuri Vips, those guys uh, were kind of expected to be right at the top. But we actually had some really, really strong rookies this year. Logan Sargent is currently third in the standings uh, with one round to go. He drove for Carlin. He's a Williams junior. um, And he'll be taking part in his first Formula One FP1 session at Cota. Um, and Jack Dewan, who's currently fourth, um, his name has been banded around quite a bit recently in terms of the Alpine Formula One seat. But they're both rookies and they're third and fourth in the standings. They've had an amazing year. Um, and, and Felipe Drogovic, 
champion third year in the series, which is interesting because quite often if people haven't won it in their second year, everyone thinks so, they're a bit past it. But Felipe came in this year, he returned to MP Motorsport from Virtuosi. He, he did his first season in F2 with MP. He went to Virtuosi last year, slightly failed experiment, went back to MP, won the championship um, and he's currently nearly 80 points clear of Porcher, um, who who will probably finish second. There's no, you know, no guarantee of that. But uh, at the moment, it's Porcher second in the standings with 164 points. Sargent's got 135 and then Duan, Jehan Deruvula, who drives for Prima and Enzo Fittipaldi are all joint fourth on 126 points. Let's go through the season. We haven't got to focus on every single round, but let's go through that season then and have a look. Has it always been a runaway a runaway success? Or did Drogovic, at the grand old age of 22, and a bit of a veteran of Formula 2, have to really fight for this one? Talk us through the highlights for you. The grand old age of 22. <laughs> How how fu- how funny it is that motorsport makes us think that twenty two is a grand old age. Um, it really it, it really was a, a bit of a tussle for for a lot of the season. Porcher and Drogovic were, were trading the top spot, and I'll go into each round in in detail in a bit. From from about the halfway point, he was he was leading, and he was leading quite convincingly. And you get to the French Grand Prix round, that was round nine. He was forty points clear. And Porcher kind of clawed it back a bit in Hungary, but it was just not enough to beat Felipe, who had a mega season, mega team. MP Motorsport have not won an F2 title before. They had a best finish of sixth in the team standings and their best best driver finish was ninth. Um, coincidentally, one of those was Felipe in 2020. So they really just brought everything together really well. I think Sander Dorsman, who runs the team, has done a brilliant job pulling all of those components together to, to get that result. If we look back to the start of the season uh, in Bahrain, uh, Jack Doohan, rookie, driving for Virtuosi, um, he was second in F3 last year. Um, he took pole position, uh, yeah, first round, great impression to make. Um, but on Sunday in the feature race, he was coming out of the pits. He made contact with Teo Porcher, Big error. Porcher went on to win the feature race. Doing finished kind of seventh. And Yuri Vips actually had looked a contender for that win, but he had a terrible pit stop. And he was he was quite irked by that, that it cost him the win. Um, so coming out of that first weekend, Porcher led the standings. He had 25 points. Um, and, and Drogovic only scored, you know, eight eight points on the Sunday, four points on the Saturday. So he was sitting fifth in the standings. Um, going into Jeddah, Drogovic took pole, um, very messy qualifying session. There were red flags. It was all sorts of uh, typical feeder series. There's normally quite a lot of drama in the feeder series. Um, so Liam Lawson won the sprint on the Saturday. There were two safety cars. Uh, there was a bit of an incident on the restart where Jack Doohan went into the back of Logan Sargent because of the pack being released at an odd time. Um, and there was also a weird incident with Dennis Hauger where the drivers were told to go through the pit lane and then the decision was reversed about 20 seconds later and he got given a penalty for it, despite having followed the instructions. So that was a strange one. His team weren't best pleased, but um, they appealed and it was rejected. So um, that was an odd one. But Drogovic took his first one of the season on the Sunday and that kind of set the tone for the rest of the season. Um, he took the st- took the lead in the standings. He, he was, had 45 points coming out of the second round. Porcher was down on 25. He didn't score at all in Jeddah. It was that consistency, you know, despite only scoring 12 points at the first round, Felipe scored six points on the Saturday in Jeddah and then 27 points on the Sunday. So he was leading out of that round. Barcelona was a, a big statement of intent from, from Felipe Drogovic. He won both races. 
He started 10th, won the sprint race, and then he won the feature race from 10th on the grid, which was a, a crucial moment in the title fight. Monaco is a bit different for F2 than it is for F1 because they split the field into two groups for qualifying because it's such a tight and twisty circuit. You couldn't set all those F2 cars off to, to try and qualify around there. There were quite a few crashes in qualifying. Uh, Drogovic crashed in qualifying. It was Jake Hughes crashed in qualifying. It was... Uh, quite dramatic. Everyone was okay though. That's the main thing. Felipe Drogovic held off Teo Porcher for his feature race win on the Sunday, which again was a really important point in the championship because he needed to build that lead. Um, and and that that's how he won with a round remaining because he managed to extend that lead in front of Porcher so, so much. So there was also another strange incident. There are quite a lot of them in F2. Chembolic Bassi, who was driving for Shrews and Roy Nassani, the dam's driver, um, had a crash. And... The Chem's dad and manager went to the dam's tent and had a somewhat heated exchange with Roy Nassani and his trainer uh, and were fined 5,000 euros for it. So uh, uh, it was one of those incidents that happens in F2 and you go, really? Like, it was like kids football match stuff. Coming into Silverstone, there was a big crash between Roy Nassani and Dennis Hauger, um, which was quite scary. It involved sausage curbs and Dennis Hauger's car and Roy Nassani's car landing on top of each other, which was, um, thank God for the halo again. Going into Austria, um, Richard Vashaw won the feature race, but then had the win taken away because he couldn't provide a large enough fuel sample. Jehan Deruvela, who had finished third on the road, but second once Roberto Murphy got penalised, then got also penalised. The, the whole order was shaken up, essentially. Going into France, Liam Lawson won the sprint race. Theo Porter lost his po- podium after getting handed a penalty. And Ayuma Was- Iwasa took a dominant win in Sunday's feature race. Um, Hungary saw Jack Doohan cruise to a sprint win. Porcher then won on the Sunday, which kind of reignited that title battle a bit, given given that that, uh, that Felipe had been kind of extending that lead. Porcher had a really good weekend there, um, but he, he was 21 points shy of Felipe at that point, uh, coming out of the Hungary weekend. Then it was the summer break. Coming back from, from that, uh, we went to Spa. Drogovic, Pole looked really good form. He charged to fourth position in this in the sprint race, having started eighth. Uh, Liam Lawson won that race. And on the Sunday, uh, Jack Doohan beat Felipe Drogovic for his maiden feature race win, and it was his second podium of the weekend. Great work from Jack Doohan. And also that weekend, Tatiana Calderon returned to F2. She'd last driven in the series in 2020. She returned to Shrews in place of Jen Bollock Bassi. Um, it's nice to see nice to see a woman racing in F2. Then we went to Zantfort. Felipe Drogovic won the feature race, which was his fifth win of the season. And at this point he did look it looked like he was going to win the title in Monza at that point. You know, coming out of the Zantfort weekend, he had a he had a convincing lead. Um, you know, he was he was sixty nine points clear of Teo Porcher, uh, so it was sort of mathematical at that point. You know, who's when's he going to get the title? And it was in Monza on the Saturday. Um, Felipe Drogovic won the title after the sprint race, despite retiring on the first lap. He started twelfth, had contact at turn five on lap one. Felipe goes back to the pits and he sat there watching as the title is decided in front of him. Um, but unfortunately for Teo Porcher, he started 14th, ran wide attempting a move on Lawson, dropped him to 17th, and then he was handed a penalty. And that was it. That was Felipe Drogovic, F2 champion 2022. There was a feature race on the Sunday. It was chaotic. <laughs> Porcher and Ralph Boschung made contact. Ollie Caldwell and Luca Giotto got collected. Jack Doohan and Logan Sargent made contact. Daruvula was involved and... So the Sunday feature race, despite their already having been a champion, it was, you know, typically busy, let's say. 
that was us um, heading into Abu Dhabi. The title is won, um, but the rest of the standings are still up for grabs. Um, as I mentioned, Teo Porcher is second on 164 points. Sargent is on 135 and Duan, Lawson and Fittipaldi have all got 126 points. So there's still a bit of bit of standings to be decided uh, going into that final round. Well, that is an amazing synopsis of an F2 season in less than 10 minutes. Bravo, because uh, it, it's full of chaos and drama and action wherever you look across the field. And uh, uh, that is uh, all the key incidents. And also, really interesting to hear the story of how Drogovic got himself into the world championship position. Thank you. Stay there, though, Megan, because we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about how all three championships have been decided in the pit lane, effectively. I know that it was decided on the track, ultimately. But what with last weekend in Suzuka, with Verstappen finding out he was the champion, only when he was out of the car and doing the interviews afterwards... F2 decided when Drogovic was out of his car because of the first lap crash. And F3 decided uh, when the, the drivers are out of their cars as well. But we'll talk about some of that Monza madness and how that could have been done differently. And also we'll talk about the Formula 2 champion and what they do next. Stick around. Those stories are on the way. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Okay, welcome back to the podcast now, Megan. Let's talk a little bit about the Monza madness, the chaos of that weekend, because as you've told us already, Drogovic was crowned champion whilst he was out of the car. Watching the race unfold, his nearest competitor couldn't get the points he needed. But that was the same for F3 that you told us about a couple of weekends ago, but that was because the F3 race was stopped on the Sunday, bearing in mind F2 was decided on Saturday, and they decided not to restart F3 because they had an F2 race to get to. But the F2 race, there was nothing up for grabs in terms of the championship. I love the drama, but there was a lot of it. Um, and it was it was just funny, you know, Felipe had had basically tied up the title, you know. If, if he had finished, if he'd finished, if Teo had finished, I think, fifth or above, then it would have been, he, he could have been in contention still. But given that he started 14th, it was always unlikely. So it was kind of a given that the sprint race was going to decide the title. But then Felipe gets knocked out on the first lap and you're sat there and everyone in the media centre is like, what is happening? Felipe sat there in the pit lane and he wins the title. And he he said, you know, it was it was a bit odd, but it was quite nice. So <laughs> he got to celebrate with his team from from the pit lane and... Um, and then, on, as you mentioned, on the Sunday, the F3 title was also decided in quite an odd way. The series CEO, Bruno Michel, did say that he would rather have seen the F2 feature race on the Sunday, you know, shortened 
you've got F3 first thing in the morning. Normally it's some sort of awful time, like 8.30. And then F2 is, is directly after that. And then there's Porsche Super Cup and then they have to get everything ready for F1. So there's not much time for manoeuvre in such a busy schedule. And I think that is why they just canned the end of the F3 race um, when really they could have done the barrier repairs, half the length of the F2 race, given that it, the title was already decided, let the F3 race be decided on track rather than from the pit lane like the F2 one was. So... It was a bit of an odd ending to an odd championship in both series. Well, then tell us then, what happens next when you win Formula 2? You've mentioned all of the incredible names that, you know, we know very well from Formula 1 and, and you know, GP2 before it as well. Some of the legends of Formula 1 have come up that way. Not to say other series aren't great, but this is, for most, the route into Formula 1. And then what happens next, according to the rules, once that Felipe Drogovic has won Formula 2. I mean, he wouldn't want to go back to it for a fourth year, but he can't, right? Bruno Michel said that he thinks that it's it needs to be an up-and-out model because he wouldn't want them to become professional championships because if you do that, you're going to have people staying in the same championship, having a big advantage, winning it repeatedly, and that would be bad for the young drivers. And that that's something that he feels is really important to the series. But Felipe said, you know, in his opinion, either you're champion and you cannot stay anymore and you have to be promoted to F1 or you can stay. Um, and, and that he thinks what needs to change is whoever wins the championship needs to get a go in F1. Um, and it's it's not often been the case that the champion hasn't got an F1 seat. Um, but if you look at, if you look back in the past 2019, Nick DeVries won F2, didn't get an F1 seat. Um, Oscar Piastri... <laughs> The whole Oscar Piastri thing is a different kettle of fish, but Oscar Piastri won F2 last year and did not get immediately promoted to F1. He spent a year as Alpine's test and reserve driver and now will be going to F1 with McLaren. A lot of differing opinions over what should happen to the F2 champion, given that they're not allowed to to return. You know, do they move somewhere else if there's not an F1 seat? Do they try Formula E? Do they try IndyCar? Um, But really, most of these guys are in F2 and they want to get to F1. So... They, a lot of them, you know, like Piastri ha- had to spend a year not racing, essentially, which, which, as Drogovic said in his Champions press conference, is not ideal for a driver having to spend a year not racing. Um, but Felipe uh, is going to be Aston Martin's test and reserve driver for 2023. He is also the first member of their new kind of driver development program. So he'll be doing lots of testing, lots of sim work. Um, he's doing his first Formula One FP1 session at Abu Dhabi. Um, so he'll have lots lots to keep him occupied. What a great story of the year. And I'm sure it will, it will be repeated again next year. Fast and furious action. Megan, thank you so much for joining us on the Autosport Podcast. We'll be back very soon with another show. Thank you for listening. And we'll catch you on the next one. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hey, what's up, guys? This is MMA fighter Clay Guida, and I'm not afraid of anyone or anything. 
but losing my hair was an entirely different kind of fight. So if you're suffering from hair loss like I was, then you got to check out my boys at Bosley. Pound for pound, they are the champions of hair restoration. That's why I turned to Bosley to get my hair back. The entire Bosley team was so professional and kind from start to finish. All it took was a simple one-day procedure, and I was on my way back to rocking my full hair again. So take it from me. Don't wait if you are thinning or receding. I'm so thrilled with my results, I just wish I would have went to Bosley sooner. It's time to finally knock out hair loss because the best is yet to come. Check out Bosley today. When MMA fighter Clay Guida was losing his hair, he trusted Bosley to get it back. Now it's your turn. Get a free information kit, plus get a $250 off gift card when you text CLAY to 203203. Text CLAY to 203203 or go to bosley.com. That's bosley.com. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.